Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Jared Treadley, welcome to the Careers and Mental Health Conversations podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, we are talking uh, from Brisbane to New York. So you've recently packed up your life. You've you've moved over to the Northern Hemisphere and you've uh, kicked off in recruitment over there. So I'm looking forward to unpacking that with you. Uh, before we do, can you just tell us a little bit about your experience and your previous work history and, and what you've been involved in? Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm coming from eight years of recruitment experience in Brisbane couple of years with Hudson Recruitment, big, big global agency. Um, and then after that, jumping in with Just Digital People at all the way back in March 2013, it was. Um, just as two characters were kicking it off, I joined the business and, uh, and spent five years, just over five years with them until I took this opportunity over here in New York. So, yeah, about eight years' worth. Um, and in that time, always hands-on with recruiting, working with people, um, working with a lot of clients in the end as well, a lot of companies doing a, doing what they call a 360 role. Um, in particular, my specialty really was design for the last few years. I really worked heavily in the design space, and that's what I've come here to do as well in New York. So, yeah, love it. Is that web design? Is that sort of um, code or design is in that space? Yeah, so it's a it's a mix. Um, in particular, in uh, in Brisbane, especially, um, I covered everything design. So I would work with graphic designers, um, definitely designers with a digital slant. That was the nature of just digital people. Everything we did had, had sort of digital focus or, or slant to it. So. Yeah, predominantly digital designers, web designers, and then really getting heavily into things like UI and UX, which is, you know, the, the very talented people that build all these apps that uh, we use and love today. So, yeah, a lot with UI and UX designers and product designers um, as well. Is that something you fell into or do you feel that's something? Did you always have a passion for for that sort of looking after those sorts of people or did you have a background in that or did you just sort of fall into that through the nature of working through the agencies that you were with? Yeah, I think I think it was definitely a combination of both. Um, always had a bit of a passion for it. I used to draw a lot as a kid. I'm by no means a designer, <laughs> um, especially given some of the talented people that I work with. Um, but I've always had, uh, I guess, what you could say like an eye for it. I always appreciated good design in, in anything, um, whether it was like interior design or, or, you know, art, anything like that. I always appreciated it. That became the area that I was just strongest in versus anyone else. So I gravitated towards it um, and I just kind of took the reins with it and we were able to build out other parts of the business and I just stepped up and continued leading that. And then uh, soon after that, just really went all in on design. Yeah, I feel like you're in recruitment at a really good time for your specialty, you know, over the last eight to five years, especially we've seen a lot stronger demand for for designers, obviously the growth of websites and how important they are to different businesses, graphic designers getting creative and, and obviously the surge in apps. Um, how have you seen changes over the last eight, eight or so years from when you started to where you are now in, in your space? Massive amounts of, of evolving and still does so, like still happening today as well. 
Um, I think that I think that we we got lucky that um, just digital people, especially, really enjoyed working with a lot of tech companies, a lot of technology companies, whether startups or somewhat established. And as they grew, uh, I got the opportunity to work with them and and introduce them to even their first designer. So they didn't even have a design uh, branch in their business or, or any anyone there focusing on that for them. And so introducing them to design and helping helping educate them on the, the benefits of having a designer and, and how it would make them a better product um, in the short term and the long term. So that was really interesting to see. And, and then seeing those those teams of, of, you know, that first designer a few years ago to then now being a team of 10 designers in that business and, you know, the weight that the, the business puts on those, on how good those designers are and things like that. Um, that's definitely one part of it. There's there's so much more design happening in Brisbane and then even just pushing the quality of the des- of design and the level. Um, I think that many businesses have realised how critical it is and how their products are going to be so much better as a result of it. So, yeah, what? way more opportunity for designers. Um, one massive thing, I think, is where design sits in terms of even, um, you know, if you want to dig into like salary bandings. I think that there was a time where designers probably sat at a much lower salary banding as, as a generalization behind um, developers, for example, software engineers and people like that. And now I would really say, um, you know, a senior product designer and a senior software engineer has very equal equal banding. Um, which I think is just that in itself is testament to how important both both roles are and those those skills are. So yeah, and that's obviously driven from senior management too, and the and the emphasis or the importance they put on good design these days. As as customers, as consumers, have become more particular about what they expect, and and yeah, you see that growth in in the design. I feel like Brisbane's become a bit of a hub for really good tech and design people. Is that something you've noticed, do you feel? Definitely. I'm such an advocate for Brisbane, um, not just because it's um, such a damn good city, but uh, it's, uh, it really is, I, I believe, world-class when it comes to design. Um, but in terms of being a great hub for tech startups, for companies to base themselves, uh, to see the products that come out of Brisbane, uh, I th- yeah, world class easily. It's it's on the map. Um, recently, I did the Myriad uh, Festival, which was the, the big um, startup and tech conference festival there in um, in Brisbane. I flew over to San Fran uh, ahead of that and spent about ten days in, in San Francisco catching up with some technology companies and and um, different businesses around there, and then jumped on the flight back. But one of my goals was to meet with. Um, Brisbane, especially, but Australian-based designers now in San Francisco working with tech companies there and asking them about if being in Brisbane as a designer um, was an advantage or a disadvantage to then go to these, to San Francisco, you know, arguably the tech capital of the world. Um, and the answer from all the ones that I caught up with was was a no. They, you know, the level of design in Brisbane is just as high as the level of design in the rest of the world. Wow. So, yeah. I, I think that Brisbane designers in particular get to work e- equally world-class thing, things, uh, products. And, um, yeah, we've seen awesome tech startups come out of Brisbane and do well. I'm, yeah, big fan. Brisbane fanboy right here. But, yeah, it's uh, – no, there's there's so much opportunity there. And I think it really is an attractive place for tech companies to set up. 
Uh, there's so many reasons to dig in on that. Um, but yeah, we, we've seen it and we still see it. We still see it happening. So I just think it's, it is the most exciting time, um, there, especially for, for tech. And, and of course our awesome weather always helps. So obviously you've been in New York now for a month. So let's talk about your move to New York and, and let's start about, uh, the desire. So what was the desire to, to leave Queensland and, and move to, to America? What sort of prompted your interest? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a combination of um, opportunity um, in, in that this was presenting itself. It wasn't necessarily something that I initially um, was seeking or looking for, uh, but it did present itself. And then a bit of timing with um, after five, five and a bit years at, at Just Digital People, um, pushing that design space like, like I guess the designers that I worked with as well, there was just a need for a challenge to, to push myself in, in a, another way, another level. Um, and I think it was the, you know, again, the opportunity, but the attraction to maybe going to coming here where the scale and the density is bigger. It's just more people, more companies, more designers. I didn't, I didn't really think in my head, oh, it's going to be better design. I just thought there's going to be more of it. I'm going to see a bigger spectrum of design. I'm going to meet a bigger variety of designers um, just sheerly through volume. So, yeah, the opportunity presented itself. I I sort of, I dug into it more and it was just, it was just good timing. I think that anyone that changes positions or, or, you know, career moves like this, I guess, it all comes down to that window. They either line up the two windows and you can dive through or they don't and it's just not your timing and there's nothing you can do about it. But, True. Um, well said. What challenges did you have to overcome? Like, did, Was it sort of weighing on your mind? Like, Obviously, you're quite settled in Brisbane. You've been with the same company, a, a pretty sort of emerging national digital agency. And, uh, you know, you, you, you don't throw it all away, but you really do pack up your whole life and, and move. Like, was that? <laughs> was that like a mental challenge or like was it like, yeah you know i'm just i'm just a bit of fear almost or oh no de- definitely you are so 100 percent right and i literally packed up my my life into a bag into into 30 kilos um actually a little bit over and thank you for that oversized luggage bill singapore airlines appreciate that uh, <laughs> um but the the mental challenges for myself were, were pretty high. Um, yeah, very established in Brisbane, um, but also to a point of a level of comfort that I that I knew I needed to shake that too. I needed to push myself on that. And so for me, um, I told myself to just keep saying yes, keep saying yes, I'm going to do this. Just keep going forward, um, and knowing that knowing that I had, I guess, the fortitude and the resilience to figure it out. You know, um, I think that everyone's got, everyone overcomes problems every day, no matter, how, no matter how big or small, but we can all do it. We can all figure out a train timetable. We can all jump on a plane and go on a holiday and figure out how to get somewhere, even in a, in a foreign city with, you know, where English isn't the first language. Uh, we've, a lot of us have done things like that before or experienced things like that before. And it's like, well, that's just, doing that again but a few extra things thrown in there but I knew I could do it so uh, without thinking too heavily about it and and talking myself out of things I focused on what are the reasons to do this and what are the reasons to give it a go 
uh, not focus on these are the reasons not to do this. Yeah. So focusing on things I could do and what I would do rather than just talking out of it. Great. And did you know anyone there to start with? I mean, obviously you've, you found employment and we'll talk a little bit about salt, but did, did you know anyone or are you really just sort of growing a network um, fresh? I knew, I only know a hand, handful, handful of people um, in terms of uh, friends, other Australians that I knew that had moved here. Um, and then through, through the tech community and the, and the design community, um, I had a lot of people link me up with people they knew. So I got a lot of little introductions that way. I've just, and that was a bit more on a social aspect of, hey, you've got to, you've got to go catch up with my friend when, I, when I'm there. They'll show you a good, good spot for, for a drink or a great, a great view or something. Um, so lots of that, but the professional network was, was pretty thin. <laughs> so that, that has been a real challenge with, you know, going from knowing just about every business in, uh, in Brisbane and arguably pretty much knowing every designer <laughs> in Brisbane. Um, yeah, to almost starting from complete scratch with that. So that's, that's been a huge challenge, but one that kind of, I kind of knew I was going to have. So I've been prepared and it's just keep putting in the effort every day to, to build that out. Now, obviously you've joined Salt, an international recruitment agency. You're, you're back uh, recruiting in the design space. How have you found the, the first month? What challenges have there been that are more job related than not? And um, yeah, what differences do you note between recruitment in New York, one of the biggest cities in the world versus, versus uh, Brisbane? Yeah, the, uh, the the onboarding and the adjustments, it's, a lot of it comes down to yourself. I mean, there's, you know, companies can, can do as much as they can for you to try to make it a, a somewhat seamless, um, you know, experience. And, and I guess some of the tech companies that, are, that I've seen, especially some of the big, the big giants out there, your Atlassians, your Facebooks, companies like that, those relocation packages and programs that they do for people are pretty, pretty hefty, pretty extensive. Um, Salt's not salt's not the size of a of a business like that, but they certainly um certainly put together what they could to um to help help me out with it and make it smooth. Um, but it comes down to you, you know. I think there's a lot of stuff that you've just got to be prepared to figure out. You know, you can't you can't have your hand held through absolutely everything, so you've got to just get in and go for it. So that's been alright. I've just been digging away on that. But in terms of some of those recruiting differences, um, that that scale and um, density of people here again is you just get reminded of it every day um you know for example you jump on linkedin recruiter um which is which is the you know the linkedin platform that that most recruiters use to search for search for talent search for designers or or whoever you're looking for um you look up for example product designer that that specialty that i love um, brisbane you probably find it's maybe a hundred people on there in total that that would be listed as a product designer they would call themselves that um you do that same search here in in new york city and you probably get more like eight to ten thousand so wow and then and then it's you know i'm that's what i mean i'm going from from knowing all of them by name even running into them on the street things like that yeah and then now going oh wow ten thousand product designs where where do i start how am i going to get to know all these people so (laughs) That that is um, that is crazy, but one thing I found is that it can be um, it can feel a little transactional, um, which is not a type of recruitment that I like, especially where 
you know, you, you don't really get to know people properly. You're, you're just kind of calling people or, or firing out messages, hoping they tick a few boxes, um, sending them, sending them over to a job and just kind of hoping for the best rinse and repeat times a thousand and, and see what comes out of it. And that's never been fun for me. So it's, it's a, it's a challenge to take my high touch kind of style where I just love to get to know people, um, you know, going to meetups every week and, and even just meeting designers that become my friends as well. Um, you know, going to that level, but trying to scale that to the, <laughs> the size of the market here. So I'm finding ways to, to still get involved, to still be part of the design community and contribute back, but still keep up with the pace here and the, and the, the speed of it all. So that's. What about on the client side? Because obviously, you know, you spend a good while building up a recruitment name in, in Brisbane in design. And, and obviously you get to know your clients quite well too. You get to partner with them, understand their business and you do form relationships in, in that respect. Do you feel like you have the ability to do that with clients in New York as well? Or do you think they'll also see it a bit more transactional, like you're just filling a need and, um, you know, you don't get to partner with them as much? I think uh, initially, especially um, in your initial contact with clients and maybe your initial first experience with clients, there's a a level of... um, I feel like there's a level of them just giving you a go here. Sometimes you can, you can, if you can reach out to them and make contact, you can um, get the opportunity to um, work with them and find a designer for them, which can feel a little transactional that they, um, you know, yep, sure. Send me someone. If you know someone, send them over and I'll take a look, Um, which, you know, you're sometimes stabbing in the dark, really. They're not even certain what it is that they're totally looking for. So there's a little bit of that initially, but, I remind myself and I back myself that especially after doing this for, for eight years, I, I know how to read between a lot of lines. Um, I know how to research companies in my own time and, and figure out their needs, some, sometimes predicting them before they even know them because I, I've seen the patterns. I've seen how these companies do it. I've, I've been in so many scenarios and situations before with companies and clients that you just learn to read it. So I know how to apply a lot of that so I can, I can shortcut those, those things and get to know them quicker. Um, but just, just having a little bit of patience and perseverance to play the long game with them too, to know that they will become, you know, well-known clients um, that if, if I can, if I can get in and deliver with them, I just need to play a little bit of a long game and chip away and, you know, remind them that I, I can shout them a coffee anytime and, you know, come and say good day. And I think it's just, it's just catching people at the right time for things like that because such a fast paced uh, city city here and, you know, just getting people to make time for those things. But I'm leaning on the accent. I'm leaning on uh, my, my laid back Aussie style to hopefully take some people out for coffees and that they'll. <laughs> or a beer. <laughs> yes, definitely been a few of those. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, I'm, I'm leaning on a bit of that, um, but yeah, it's 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 a bit of a long game with that stuff too. I think as well, you just got to get people to give you a shot. Now let's talk about uh, your video diaries and building a personal brand because I know, especially at, at Just Digital People, that um, a, a lot of the, a lot of your coworkers, you know, you're very big on building a personal brand, which I think is great. I think it's great to have a personality and and really show people. 
um, that you're more than just a, a brand, that you're actually a, a people within a brand. Yeah. Do you find that something, I know you've been updating YouTube and doing some designer diaries, which is great, putting those out on LinkedIn, et cetera. Do you find that's really important to help you build a, a brand in design in, in New York, a, a big city? And um, do you think that'll sort of work in with the work you do at Sold as well? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, um, I mean, to me, that's what personal branding is. That's me. Um, if if you didn't like it, we probably didn't want to work together anyway. So that's, and that's okay. Um, I can probably get away with some of that with the, with the scale of this place. But yeah, it's really important to me um, to do that stuff because I want people to know who I am and, and what I stand for and the, and the values that I've got. Um, with recruitment, um, the values that I've got with working with clients and candidates and approaching those things with integrity and, and putting those opinions out there as well. So it was really important to me um, and I definitely saw it as a way just to try to try to get myself involved in, uh, in New York, try to, try to get seen. Um, and I, I've had some good traction off it already. Funnily enough, that, that, that idea came from... Um, Ah, it all happened in about five minutes of me just walking home thinking, I really want to put some video out. I mean, video is a hobby of mine anyway of, of shooting and editing. Um, but I just thought, what? I just need to let people know why I'm here and what, and what I'm doing. And I just shot that on the walk home, uh, sat, sat out in a bar with a glass of wine and edited that. And, uh, and then before I thought about it too much, I just put it out. And then it got a good response. I thought, oh, well, I better keep going. I, I should keep keep doing this. What sort of feedback have you had, and and is it from candidates and clients, or I mean, who's who's sort of seeing it mostly? Def, definitely a lot of candidates, um, especially those on LinkedIn. Um, you know, that's that's where it gets the most um, you know sort of views and traction. So yeah, a lot of candidates really appreciating it. Um, people just thinking that's an interesting thing that they haven't seen before. You know, so that's cool. I think it bridges that gap. And then when we do speak on the phone. There's all, almost this level of um, familiarity already, which uh, which is what the idea is. You know, I got to bridge that gap. So yeah, positive feedback so far. Um, I did talk a bit about um, pers- perseverance and resilience the other day, especially for for junior designers. And I got a few ju- junior designers reach out to me and say, "Oh, this was really good timing. I kind of needed that right now." <laughs> um, so, you know, just just to remind myself to to keep going. Um, so things like that are really great. If if that is coming off, that's awesome. Um, I haven't I haven't dug in on it too much with with clients as yet, but uh, yeah, there's there's a there's a bit I'm working on there. A few ideas in the background that, that hopefully will um, will apply to some client sort of interactions and stuff like that as well. So I think it's I think it's good. Like you know you've you've got over eight years experience. <laughs> um, you've you've learnt things along the way. You you know what you know what clients are looking for, you know how candidates should present. I think there's a big movement towards educating people um, without expecting anything in return. And I think it's a really intelligent way to to market yourself. And, and I feel like any person in within any organization can build their own brand as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Authenticity is so, is so important. Um, but yeah, you, you said it like giving out that information for free or things like that. It's, there's no secrets. There's no, you know, there's no tricks. It's, it's just sharing. We're in, we're in a sharing community. We, I want to just empower, encourage people to, to go for it as well. Um, you know, pushing them. It's not always, especially recruitment. It's not about, Oh, I've got to, I've got to 
get everyone a job or things like that. If I could give someone the tools to empower them to get the job themselves as well, I see it as a win personally. That's, that's a long game win too. You never know that person could be, you know, a manager down the track sometime and that relationship's there. And some people, well, recruitment in any sales role, they just, I guess, think next, next placement, next sale, next paycheck. But if you start sort of, thinking forward thinking about if you're going to be in that industry a long time you know things go full circle it's it's good to build a brand it's good to to educate it's good to be a personality that is informing and and you know that that could come back to you in in spades and and really set you up in the long term and i think that's the way a lot of businesses are heading with with their employees is they're becoming sort of a brand within the business which i think is really really quite powerful yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's likely just such a knock-on effect of social, the power of social media now too. Um, we're, all, we're all capable and we're all um, empowered to be able to put this content out there. You know, content is, is everything now. So, yeah, play that long game, but it just it just feels nice to help. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's okay. You get help for free. <laughs> Excellent. Well, just for our listeners, I'll put a link to your YouTube channel, but it's uh, you can search. <laughs> Thank better. you designer diaries to keep up to date with with what's going on in in the big apple so uh what what sort of advice would you then give to people who are not just looking to take the next step in their career but potentially looking overseas i mean it's um as we've discussed it's you do just pack up your life in some respect but uh it's daunting and and you do leave a level of security so yeah what advice would you give to people who are contemplating such a big move yeah, it's um. There's definitely a few. I think there's a few little t- tricks for tech industry, um, because that is a global, you know, they're global skill sets. You can pretty much take them anywhere in the world, really. Um, first things would be like some some back office operational type stuff of, if you're thinking about relocating somewhere, if you've got somewhere in particular in mind, um, do some research and figure out what your options are to actually relocate there. Um, in terms of work, working rights and visas and things like that, figure out um, most government sites have a wealth of information. Um, if not, think about migration agents or, or people like that. But that's that's free information that you can get to figure out, can I actually do this? Um, is it actually legally feasible for me to be able to work in, in one of these countries? Um, that's, that is always a massive ace up your sleeve because when you know that you're able and eligible you can talk about you could get sponsored or you know that you have um, access to a working visa, do a bit of research on that and, and know what's know what's up front. Um, have a think about your skill set as well and think and think like as with anything, I guess it's almost like applying to any job locally too. Like what's your differentiator? Is an is a New York company gonna hire a designer from Australia versus a designer from New York that's that's already living here? Uh, and there's lots of reasons, you know, you have some exceptional experience, skill set, domain knowledge, subject matter expert, you know, so many reasons. So be be prepared and think about that stuff. Also be a little bit realistic with yourself about when, when you could come. Um, you know, for example, if you see a job advertised online uh, for, you know, it's a position in, in New York City, for example, you're there in Brisbane uh, and you think, yep, that, that sounds pretty cool. I should give that a go. And you shoot off your, your CV and they, they reach back to you and say, hey, so you're interested in this role we got advertised. When are you thinking of moving? And you sort of say, oh, I thought maybe in about 18 months' time. 
that's probably not that's probably not in their in their roadmap in that timeline. Like I think <laughs> when you when you start thinking about these things, you got to think, okay, realistically, when could I get there, and how and how soon? And if these people are advertising, they're probably wanting someone pretty soon. So how do I manage that, and how do I juggle that? Um, I think some of that stuff is is important, definitely. But I, I know for, for me, um, I worked with a lot of designers in Brisbane that came from overseas as well, and I helped facilitate them getting um, sponsored um, and them coming in to Australia to work in Australia, so working back the other way. Yep. And what, what I loved about a lot, of, uh, a lot of the designers I was successful at that with was that a lot of them would come to me prepared saying, hey, you know, I'm here in the UK. Um, I'm eligible for a sponsored work visa. I know I qualify for the 457 visa, um, or I think it's the 482 now. Uh, I've got X amount of skills. I'm planning to be there. You know, I could be there in, in December. Um, I really want to go for it. You know, I've visited there before, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just those little things that went, okay, this person's serious and legit, and, and they, they know what's going on, and they're, and they're really setting their sights on this mission. Uh, and then, you know, you engage and you go for it and, and you, you see where you can get um, that as opposed to just a CV that might come from someone in yeah in the UK with, with no context. It's like, oh. Be organized, be ready. Yeah. Yep. Do a little bit of research, have, have a bit of a dig, know what you can um, can go for and then think, all right, how, how do I get someone's attention? Go for it. Definitely. And and with, with the technology available these days, I mean, we're doing this over – Online, obviously, there's there's Skype. You, you can interview people, you know, in, in real time and and get get pretty good reception and crystal clear uh, video. So, I mean, technology is enabling high level of communication globally. And and if you're organised and if if you're committed, then really it's 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 all about just making that communication and and um, you know proving you're the best candidate. Yeah, absolutely. I, I took. I took this role without having met the team in, uh, in person. So yep. All, all video chats, um, some phone chats. Um, yeah, everything, everything was done by that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I landed here and met everyone, <laughs> which was nice. Still finding your way, I'm sure. So to talk to me about then your career goals, what's, what's happening for Jared Treadley? What, how long do you envisage being in, in New York and and what's your uh, career plan while you're there or, or even even further than that? So yeah, a lot of people asking me how long I I plan to be here. Um, I'm not, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know for certain yet. Um, But in, in my heart, Brisbane is home. I love Australia a lot. Um, I love the beach. I love, I love everything about Australia. Um, so I do plan to be back there definitely um, at some point, but in in the shorter to midterm, I've got so many goals to kick here, um, as in building up a client base, bu- building up um, you know my my designer community here, and getting to know all of them, and having some success here. Uh, I'd love to use the time here to also do a little bit of travel around the US while while I'm close to here. I guess you know shorter trips. And stuff like that but realistically with this it's you know it's it's going to take two to three years to build all that up um and push that i, I really push myself to become um a great leader as well i love coaching mentoring uh, other designers um as well as other recruiters 
So I'm gonna, I really want to um, find a way to keep bringing up the ranks. Um, I love doing that just to do people, um, mentoring the, the young sort of recruiters, the, the new ones coming through and helping educate them on, on how to, how to operate well, how to, how to, you know, do our job with integrity and, and, you know, instill good values in, in them, in their recruitment as well. So I do want to push into more leadership here in, in Salt in New York as well. Um, I've definitely chatted with them about that and finding my place in, in the team here to work towards more leadership as well. Um, so things like that have to avail themselves a little bit over time, but yeah, for, for me, that was um, about making some of that cl- clear to, to some of the leaders that I like that and I, and I want, to be considered for opportunities like that, but then also finding opportunity to um, assert myself and add value where I could too. And that's as simple as, you know, mailing things out around the team of like little tips I was thinking about that, that could apply to recruitment 101 and sharing, sharing any sort of advice or anything like that. Just contributing, contributing to the, to the space, to the culture. Uh, I came in on Saturday the other week and put up a bunch of uh, new plants and stuff like that. So I could, make the vibe a bit better as well. So whatever it takes. Um, but yeah, I, I want to be a contributor and I want to push into more leadership um, and learn to be, yeah, to be a really good leader. Um, super lucky to work under Jason and Kieran. So, well, long-term, I think, you know, obviously you want to return to Queensland one day and, and to have some leadership experience in a, in a city like New York. I mean, that's, that's really invaluable and, and that can only help build your brand and your expertise long-term which is which is quite important and exciting <laughs> exciting yeah i really you know there's there's a lot of things happening here in the city di- different things um different to to brisbane to australia as well so i want to i want to take what i can from all of that and at some point bring it all back to australia as well bring all that knowledge and info and insight and you know if we can benefit from it back there too i want to bring it home so that that's a long-term goal too well Mate, yeah, it sounds like you're very heavily invested. You've made a really big career decision. No, no doubt it wasn't made lightly. And and uh, just to, to sort of, you know, to leave a very, not I mean, to leave a very stable organisation where you've grown into a senior leader and, and really go to a city where you're unknown and it's quite brave. And Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... You, you've still got to survive their their winter snowstorms. <laughs> I know. Everyone keeps telling me about. It. I'm just embracing the summer hard because I know it's uh, warm there at the moment, but it won't. It, it can turn pretty quick. Never lived in anything like it. So here we go. Fingers crossed for me. <laughs> I think Queensland is more so than any other part of Australia, except for Northern Territory, probably struggle the most when they move to the Northern Hemisphere because of the uh yeah the the changes in in weather in the winter is is pretty severe well we we have one season well summer and then slightly cooler summer and then back to summer yes the sun's always shining regardless embrace i'm going to embrace it that's it get the ice skates on go to some ice hockey (laughs) yep I mean, they, they do it well over there too. You know, they, they really embrace it as well. So I'm sure you'll have fun, but, um, but no, thanks for sharing your journey with us. It's, it's really interesting. It's good to get uh, the insights from someone in your industry who's, who's now in, in America and has come from Brisbane and it's good to sort of see the differences and hear, hear about what you're doing and, and what you're looking forward to. So um, yeah, I look forward to following your journey online. I think it'd be really interesting and, 
I'm sure you have a lot of people back here really, really rooting for you in that space. And, and um, I'm sure they actually still look forward to the content you've got to put out as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've had a lot of support from, from back home, which has been really cool. So keeping in touch with a lot of them and then, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing this podcast again in person when I get back there. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the follow-up series for sure. So <laughs> definitely, you you might have a bit of a New York twang by then, but oh, we'll see. better not, better not, mate. Come on. <laughs> but, no, Jared, thanks for joining the Careers and Mental Health Conversations podcast. I really wish you good luck over there, and and um, yeah, thank look you. Forward to keeping and keeping up to date with everything and and following following your journey online. Awesome. Appreciate it, Matt. I really appreciate that. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcenter.com.au.